Hey everyone, welcome back to the Murder Board Podcast. This is Civil Trials, the discussion show for the Murder Board Podcast. I am your host, Walter, and tonight I am here with Savannah. Hello. Shelton. Hello. And Zaria. Hi. And uh, we've been gone for a minute, but tonight we are discussing not one but two movies. We are going to match up The Conjuring versus 13 Ghosts. Now the reason we're doing this is because uh, I wanted I wanted to try an experiment and do like a a more uh, bring us back to our debating style, but kind of focus it more on uh, two movies and just see where uh, opinions lie and how everything matches up. This is a little test, but um, I wanted to do it this month because uh, next month we're doing a slasher series. So you know if you listen to our Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Uh, slasher is not the uh, popular uh, subgenre of horror on this podcast. And <laughs> uh, as, as per Shelton and Savannah, they prefer more supernatural and paranormal horror. So I thought it was a good idea to match up one supernatural movie with a paranormal film. So um, in Team Supernatural, we have The Conjuring. And then in Team Paranormal, we have 13 Ghost. So... Uh, before we officially start, I did want to start with uh, pretty much a follow-up question from our Texas Chainsaw. But we're going to start with Zaria. Uh, Zaria, what is your favorite, like, or what is your favorite or preferred subgenre of horror movie? Okay, you're going to have to remind me, like, some of the subgenres because... I, can't, I feel like I get them wrong, so I don't want to say the wrong one and then not even be horror at all. Well, I mean, you got, like, a lot. Like I said, you got uh, slasher, paranormal, supernatural, uh, found footage. Um, you got, like, psychological. You got torture. Um, there's, like, B-movie, grindhouse-style horror. Okay, uh, so the, the I'm going to sound like a... Not Bubby movie. B-movie. <laughs> Those are kind of like the campy ones. Uh, I'm gonna sound horrible, but I like I like the psychological ones because I like, yeah, like have to pay attention to it, like from start to finish. And also, I like the torture one. I don't know why. I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just it's just Ooh. it's just like wow. Interesting, interesting, and uh, yeah, I already know what you two, you and Shelton like but uh if you could just reiterate or really just go into detail i wanted you, i want to give you guys this podcast before i go completely control freak nerd in the next month about slasher movies so i want to give you guys this <laughs> chance to kind of really put everything out there and just tell i want you to convince me why you feel supernatural or paranormal movies in the horror genre is are much better or why you prefer them well one because Slashers, they're so, oh, uh, like stab, stab, <laughs> kill, kill. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> somebody's coming after you. You run away. You trip and fall and you die. <laughs> like That's you're giving there. somebody the power to kill you. Just uh, literally, like you're not doing. There's no self defense ever. And if it is self-defense, it's, like, some weak-ass shit. And 
it's just so fucking like you it's it's easy to just call like it's so like, you know what's gonna happen you pretty much know who is going to live and die and you can just pick out people it's with supernatural and paranormal it's it's got a different like plot to it like it keeps you on your your edge of the sea. It's like thrilling. Um, it's a lot scarier. Like I I'm scared of things that I can't kill or hurt. So if somebody's coming after me with a knife or an axe, I I'm not gonna be scared of that versus a fucking demon coming after me. Like, come on now. So that's just my my view on things. Jonathan probably has the same. Yeah, it, yeah, it pre- pretty much mirrors Savannah, like, with Slash, it's like, yo, just fucking stab just him, fucking what are you fight. doing? Just fucking fight, like, you gonna yeah. fucking let this little two-foot doll kill you? Like, get the fuck out of here. And, kick um, it, just kick it, just kick it across the room. With me, it's like, um, it's the fear of the unknown when it comes to supernatural things. Like, it's it's simple and it's less scary when you know, okay, so all I have to do is this and I'll be okay. But what they do in Supernatural type of uh, horror movies a lot of times is they think they know what to do, they try it, and it doesn't work, and then it's like, oh, fuck, oh, no, what do we do? Oh, no. It's, it's mm-hmm. just great. It's more thrilling that way as well. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Zoria, do you have anything to add to that? Whether you're for or against? No. Oh, no? Okay. No, I'm, I'm for it, but they basically said what I was going to, like, anything I was going to add, they already said it. Oh, man. Uh, um, <laughs> all right. Let's, I mean, I totally understand. It sounds like for you guys, it's mainly logic and plot. And, again, it maybe also formula. But, uh, okay, for me... I don't dislike supernatural horror movies or paranormal horror movies, but it it takes either takes a lot for me to really like genuinely uh like care for it, or it just takes it takes like the the slightest like thing for me to like go against it. I I don't want to I I know why, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna see if I can try and like articulate this uh i don't want to say that it feels slashers have a more realistic feel because a lot of them can get very campy and very outlandish and unrealistic but i don't know what you guys call like dumb i i view more as it's more exciting seeing someone physically fight something physical rather than a bunch of people standing in a room questioning if a chair is moving or not and then running nowhere or if you want to get like really like i don't know like ghost all right you got me demon sure like you know i don't mind possession uh i don't necessarily like monster movies uh you know as far as i'll go is like you know i like i like some vampire movies i like werewolves but it's very it's very you have to have like a very good story first in order for me to buy into whatever supernatural or paranormal conceit you have i don't know if that makes sense but like i don't know it's just it's it's never my first thing like it you would have to really impress me in order to like suck me in into some kind of like 
supernatural tale. I'll say this. I I have more fun with slash movies because I I feel it's easier to relate to that situation rather than, you know, people buy a house and, you know, there's a ghost in there, but they don't find out until, like, halfway through the movie. And then once they find out, they do the minimal things to get rid of it. And then they, you know, they can't get rid of it. So you have this ending where it's just all-out brawl and everybody's running and then people are dying and that's kind of it. Like, there's still a formula to those kind of movies, too, rather than a, a slasher or, a, like, you know, they're, they're comparable, but they kind of contrast. I don't know. You said minimal for getting rid of a ghost. Walter, how the fuck do you get rid of a ghost? <laughs> you said I mean, he said it as if it was such an easy thing to do. Right, he said it as if like, shoot, he said, just do a Well, it's not, a, it's not an easy thing to do. Like, okay, you know, I just recently watched The Exorcist, and, you know, there's a demon in that one. Little girl gets possessed. But, like, you know, the logical thing that they do was, like, take her to her doctor, get her brain scan and all that. After that's said and done, the doctor recommends seeing the truth. And it's, like, a few, just, like... Like, 30 minutes go by before we actually see that happen. And they're just kind of, like, dealing with it at home. People are dying. So it's like, really? This is why I struggle with it. It's really hard to kind of, like, wrap my head around sometimes. You gotta keep in mind, too, though, uh, Supernatural, it it covers more than just ghosts and stuff. Oh, yeah. And also, the the whole thing with, like, ghosts and demons and stuff like that, too, is that... um, it, it it could not only be the ghost, it could be a whole cultist ritual type thing. So you have humans working to try and make something happen. Well, with I think that is the different. fact that there's ghosts and stuff happening. Well, I mean, that, like that's cult, the thing about cult movies um, are kind of like a whole different genre of right. But the cult, there could be cult supernatural cult movies. It's it's one of those things yeah. where if if at the end of the day. A cult movie is more of a subgenre than Supernatural is. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like I, I, I love it because it's just like the lore and stuff built around different types of creatures and different types of uh, like if it's some sort of occult magic or something like that. It's just it's really cool. I understand what you mean. Your point when it comes to um, like basic ghost movies like say like paranormal activity it's kind of boring just because paranormal activity is like you don't have a ton of story it's pretty much just hey let's watch a ghost fuck with these people well that's the thing like i love paranormal activity i like that whole entire series except for like two of those movies but the thing that holds the thing that draws me in the most is the story the ongoing story that they have between the movies and that's the difference between something like uh insidious or something like that i feel like you know if you have something supernatural you need a way to explain it and then not explain it at the same time if that makes sense like half the time like okay here's my thing with supernatural movies and even paranormal movies you spend the first half of the movie like subtle things are happening you may or may not know the cause or, or not and then the second half of that movie you're, you have characters kind of just slowly figuring out what may be causing what and why. And at the end, everything is revealed. But then it's like, it's revealed to a point where they can't reveal too much because they still want to keep that haunting factor to it. So they just kind of feel, feel like they just kind of drop it at some point. And that just never really works for me. Like, that doesn't, like, 
trigger anything in me. Like, I I can go with like with Paranormal Activity. After watching those movies, I get a foreboding kind of feeling, and that you know someone could be watching. Maybe there's something in the house like that. That works. But then if you have something like flat out just like haunted house type deals, uh, it it takes away it it it's kind of it, I don't know it just disinterests me in that in that sense. Like you guys say, you, you like being you, you're scared of something that you can't see. To me, that's kind of boring because you, you're not seeing anything. And it's fear that it's giving you, though. It, it's not the fact that you can't see it that's scary. It's the fact that it's something you don't understand. So like, and, it, yeah. it 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 could be it's the it's the whole thing that's like um there's so many questions about the universe and I guess this is getting more into like philosophy, but just in general, like there's so many things that we don't know about the world. And so the the fact that it's like you see those things and you're like, oh shit, what if that is real? Like yeah. I'd be fucked. I'd <laughs> just die. I and guess it it's... puts you in that vulnerable position of like helplessness. I guess so. I'm not gonna drag this out too much longer, but mm-hmm. I think it's all about perspective. Especially if you're in a, if you're, especially if you're watching a horror movie. Okay, with the slasher, you have pretty much three different perspectives. You have the victim, the killer, and the person hunting the killer. In a slasher, or not a slasher, in a supernatural or paranormal film, you don't necessarily get the ghost or creature perspective unless it's exclusively about, um, you know, a person being exploited for their more animal side, like in werewolf movies or vampire movies. Like, for me, when I'm watching, especially horror movies, everything means something, and then sometimes nothing is the meaning, if that makes sense. So when I'm watching a supernatural horror film, I'm looking for, okay, this is the ghost, we see that, but why is that ghost scary? And normally it's a metaphor or something that the ghost stand for. I, I love The Shining. The whole point of The Shining is that it's dealing with addiction. Same thing with uh, Doctor Sleep and how they insert psychic vampires and ghosts. Or, you know, you have something like American Werewolf in London where you have a boy visiting a foreign state, a foreign, not state, foreign country, and he's bitten and he's like, he has to learn how to, it, that whole entire movie is pretty much him learning how to, uh, you know, be transformed and immerse himself into the culture of which he is like pretty much exploiting by just visiting like if that makes sense uh like you know uh movie fright night it's about vampires but it's also about sexuality and um like alpha maleism is that a word alpha maleism like that whole that whole like pissing uh, contest where you hierarchy. got yeah like that that's that whole thing lost boys i love lost boys you know, it's about um, finding first love, but it's also about um, choosing responsibility over family. Like, you know, Supernatural, if, with the slasher movie, I feel like I can get the message and the theme easier because usually it's there, it's in, it's intended. But if I'm watching something Supernatural, then, you know, most of the time a Supernatural film is, good, is the whole point is to tell you this is this is the creature or whatever, this is what you're scared of. So my question is why? 
and normally I I don't like the answers that they give. Part me. part of the fun about uh, anything supernatural is learning. It's like a whole mystery because you know nothing about whatever creature or entity or whatever is uh is the um, antagonist. And so part of the fun is the mystery of learning it, like what it's about and how it works. That's part of the fun of it to me. And I think that's the thing that bores me about slashers is that there's no real like the only mystery for those is the generic um, who did it? Why are they doing it? And it's like you get the same thing with Supernatural, except it, it gives you a whole like list of things and a whole new kind of concept to learn. And it's usually something very fun. Unless it's done badly, then it's something very stupid. But, you know, <laughs> give or take. I guess, Shelton, I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I like the mystery. I mean, you get you say that... I mean, I don't know. You get the same type of mystery in a slasher or any kind of, like, psychological... Again, I think with, I think it's just, for me, when I'm watching anything supernatural, uh, I need to see why... And most of the time, I'm giving very like shit answers. If that if that <laughs> makes sense, like because again, the whole point is that this is what you're scared of. Be scared of this. It's like yeah, I see it, but why? And maybe it's just because I know it's not real, or like I don't necessarily. Well, I'm not gonna say I don't necessarily believe because I'm. I believe. I don't know. It just takes a lot for you to convince me. That that's kind of what it sounds like. Is you don't typically. Because, you know, supernatural things have certain rules to it, just like, you know. Oh, so many um, rules. Just like re- real life, you know, it's like learning how to operate a brand new environment, pretty much. And for me, it's like, okay, cool. This might be finicky or weird, but I, li- I like the fact that it's something like, it's something new to learn and look at and take into account. And it's like, you really get to think in your head, like, man, if I was in that situation, would I be screwed or would I like be able to do these very specific things that I would have to do to survive? But when it comes to like more realistic things, like say slashers or like really any, any type of horror that has you dealing with just real world problems, like say getting stuck somewhere or trapped in something, it's like, all right, well, I know what I could do to get out of that situation. And this person's just doing everything badly. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's like one dumbass decision. It's like, look, you know damn well you shouldn't have done that dumbass shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what bugs me because it really drags, like, pulls me out of it. It's like, you fucking idiot. You deserve to die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> because then, like, it takes away, like, my thrill. I'm like, oh, I'm like, ooh, thrill and scared. And then they do some dumbass shit, and I get mad easily. So here I am, like, mad for the rest of the fucking movie. Because I'm like, y'all are so fucking stupid, and that's the only thing I could think about. Yeah, but then that's me when I'm watching, like, you know, some type of haunted house movie. And again, like, usually you have, like, um, that moment where, like, you know, they could solve it. Everything might be fine, and then someone, like, screws up something or something, or someone read, like, a passage from the Bible wrong. Or, like, the, it just so happens to overpower everyone and it gets loose again. Like, that's just, that's me. And honestly, like, when it comes to supernatural horror movies, like, it's, they, they're mostly reliant on a lot of jump scares. And I don't necessarily, I've, I've grown very desensitized and not very fond of jump scares. 
like to me, if that's what you're if that what if that's what you're relying on to scare me with whatever you have, then you're not using whatever creativity you could be using with that character or with that demon or whatever. Like again, like I, I do like I will say I do like I tend to like things that have a very vast mythology or something you can really do something with, like with vampires. Uh, you know, from Dust Till Dawn, that that was something that they actually expanded on into a show. Or yeah. Teen Wolf, they took a, a cheesy '80s movie and then they put it in a TV setting. And they started off as like a high school show, but then as it went on, it became more of like a horror type supernatural thing with psychological elements. <laughs> and you know, it that's was what it's a high school show out of you. Shut. <laughs> There were psychological elements. They dealt with, like, dementia and fear and everything. Yeah, but that's one thing that bugs me about that, too. I'm just going to, like, do a little side note for a second. It's like, guys, we're dealing with all this adult shit. What are we going to do in first period today? (laughs) Like, (laughs) we got to really prepare for this test. (laughs) Right. And it'd be, be like, at random, too. It'd be like, okay, yeah, we got to deal with all this demon shit and this and the other. And then it's like, hey... What did you get on Mr. So-and-so's project yesterday? <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> well, that's the thing, though. But that's, I, will like, that's... Give it to Teen, I will give it to Teen Wolf, though. They did make Scott fail. Because he was not doing those. He did no school shits. Like, oh, he better I... not pass. You know he ain't doing shit in class. <laughs> so I'll give them that, for sure. Yeah, but still, like, that stuff's interesting because it, it, it plays on the whole can-you-handle-this-much-responsibility type thing. I don't know about you guys, but that, I don't know, I guess that kind of speaks to me, because I do watch a lot of teen-centered high school, college, shut up, high school, (laughs) college type, like, young adult type stuff. Like, you know, romance doesn't get me, but if you got a bunch of, you got a group of kids in a class, and they're also fighting off something, like, you know, the end of the world, you got me. But, you know, put them in a house, and, you know, Evil Dead. Uh, we we talked about how we liked the remake. I liked the remake because they were able to be more creative with something that was very cheesy and very like exploitive and nasty, and to made it a made it a competent horror film. But again, they don't really explain what's going on, and you know, to a point that that in a in a regular type of like in any other movie that would bug me so much. Like okay. You know, she killed all her friends. She knows she's following all the rules. But then, uh-oh, surprise, a version of her comes up out of the ground. And she has to fight that off, too, while it's raining blood. And that's not explained at all. It sounds until... like a clusterfuck. It was a ritual out of the, the damn book, Walter. Yeah, but we don't know why. He only the read devil. one part. The fucking devil. No, it was. See, it was, that's the thing, It was though. like a You're form still... of the demon. It was still, though, like... You, you don't really have it explained to you. It's just kind of like, and this happens next because you failed at this step earlier or whatever in the book. Like, yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like, it's, that's it's, how that's how supernatural stuff works. There, there are rules, yeah. and if you mess if you mess up the rules or don't follow the rules, there are consequences that you don't know. Which is why characters usually are very careful, and when they're not careful, you can see that you see the consequences of them not being careful. Oh, that type that, of thing that's why I like it so much. That I mean, what else did you need to know about the demon other than the fact that my it, thing is if it you have coming out of the ground because of the spell in like the ritual book and it was a version of the demon that's pretty much like isn't like the demon like the one that was possessing and it's pretty much dragging you back to hell. 
like that's the whole purpose of the demon like it's coming to get you like what more do you really need to know i don't know other than the fact no that i do know his job I need something more than this is coming to get me. Like, Evil Dead gets a pass because, again, you're dealing with this subject of, um, you know, it's about addiction and quitting something. But then, you know, addiction is a demon in itself, so it's always going to come back and get you. That I can understand in some type of supernatural horror movie. You know, if you go back to that first Evil Dead movie, it's really not about anything other than teens go to a cabin in the woods and someone reads out of a book and then, you know, horror and death falls upon them. See, that's the thing. I don't be reading into movies that deep. I'm just like, <laughs> like, I wouldn't have, I didn't think of Evil Dead as addiction being whatever the fuck you said. Like, I, it's, maybe that's why, like, we all have a, we all butt heads a lot with movies with you because you see further into it than what we do and you want more out of it. And we're just like, yeah, well, this is that. Like, that, that's it. And you're like, no, that's, no, that's not it. <laughs> I want more. And it's like, what else? That's literally the fucking movie. Like, what more do you want? It's also about... No, go ahead. Also, when it comes to, like, supernatural things, if you're dealing with any sort of ghost or demon, it's it's just like when you're you're dealing with, say, like, a serial killer in in a slasher or something. Like, say, um, like, Leatherface in Texas Chainsaw. Like, they don't... They don't kill people because, like... For any specific reason they they do it for food but they don't need them for food they do it for fun but they don't need to have fun that way for ghosts it's the same thing like ghosts and demons they they something happened when they died whether it was due to some sort of ritual or mm. their actions or how they died it leaves them as a bitter malevolent spirit and the only way they can kind of express their anger is by killing people or tormenting people and that's how they get their enjoyment that's just what they like to do just like a, a serial killer and a slasher mm. but when you when you you need really deep intricate details and so you can't that type of detail in, in a movie about spirits or demons and stuff like that is kind of automatically expected and so they don't really go over it a lot because it's kind of like yeah duh but and this is my last point. But it's also for me, it's also about presentation. You know, you can definitely like we discussed in Sounds of the Lambs. You can definitely even in that's like a, a psychological thriller. But you know, a lot of slasher movies take from that. You got a lot of serial killers that you know present that way. But then you also have, you know, I don't know. I don't think you can get a lot of presentation from a supernatural or paranormal movie because the whole like a big part of that is staying mysterious and mystique and you know you don't want to reveal too much at at so early on because then your audience have really nothing to be scared of that's why you know a lot of times you never really get to see the monster until the very end or in a sequel but you know i don't know it's just i feel i get more thrill from physical human human or humanoid contact because then you're i feel you're able to put your or i'm able to put myself in either position rather than having something that's honestly personalityless personalityless something that's voided of a personality or just you know mainly for me mainly there to represent something or nothing at all 
and it's just there to like scare, then you you lose me because at that point, like I I'm more drawn into more if if it's, if it's based in some type of reality, I'm more drawn in. You know that's why, you know uh, the whole the whole climax of paranormal activity was the whole, you know this is about witches and a deal with a demon, uh, you know so that's if, if you see where I'm trying to say here. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. so, I feel like I'm not saying it right. You can put yourself into you like more real, realistic horror that's based in like the real world in some sort of in more ways than not because you're able to put yourself in those positions better because it resembles life around you as it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what? And just to kind of conclude everything, Sheldon, this reminds me of when we had like our first little talk about this. And you've always said this kind of goes into, like cosmic horror. But, like, basically in any type of medium, TV show, or movie, you've always said that you'd rather be transported to another place. And for me, I'd rather stay where I am and have, like, all of that infest the world I'm already in. So I think that's just the biggest. It's not, because, again, I think it's all about experience. Like, I'd rather not be transported to a whole entire thing, because then you have to learn everything. You have to, like, really get down details. You have to remember a lot. But if you have That's like, so fun. <laughs> if you have, I guess if you're an explorer, but if you have everything come to you, then you have to learn along the way while surviving at the same time. Like you know, that sounds you so overwhelming. <laughs> like honestly, though, it sounds like I rather I rather put two and two together. It's like oh. That's because Homegirl in the very first scene did this, and now it ties into like I don't want to go along with the movie. I want to be one step ahead of the movie, so I can already have like in my mind what's going to happen. Because going along and surviving, child anxiety, no. <laughs> right. <laughs> I would be anxious. That works way movie. better for me, though. That does not. I will be anxious the entire movie. I don't like that. <laughs> I don't like, like at that, that point it's not even scary it's just like dude it's not even just like am I gonna break down like am I gonna go crazy now so yeah. I'm just like I'm good I'd rather be one step ahead and like put two and two together and not put two and two together while trying to survive see if I'm doing it right I don't want to like I want to know I'm doing it right not guess if I'm doing it right if that makes sense yeah but doesn't that allow doesn't that allow more horror and more fear and intensity in in a situation in any situation if you're juggling so much at once like there's a reason michael myers goes to the town and murders people not people going to visit him at the asylum and oop he gets out from <laughs> some reason and he starts killing everyone there well it, it works with slashers that way if, if we're talking slashers yeah for sure um, like i'll say this <laughs> I don't know if any of you guys seen Gremlins, but <laughs> Gremlins works for me because they bring the animal thing to the town <laughs> rather than, rather than a, a bunch of explorers going to Asia or wherever it's from and then having them attack them there. Like, if that does that make sense to you guys? Like, Alien, Alien, same, same, same type of thing. They go, well, maybe not. No, they, they go to it. They go mm-hmm. to it and they bring it back. The, the thing is, like, it was an exception. When, when you're someone who wants to travel the world and experience new things, the thought that experiencing a new thing could cause you to find something horrible and kill you or, like, just fuck up your life is terrifying. 
I mean, yeah, I want to like, see the world. I want to travel, but I don't want to. Exactly. So you you travel one day, you just end up getting fucking mauled by some random creatures. Like, oh no, I want to <laughs> go home. <laughs> it reminds me of the, the uh, it's like in SpongeBob with the sea bear. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather have the sea bear come to town than be out in like the kelp forest and get attacked. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that popped in my head. Watch out for that sea bear coming to town, y'all. You gotta draw a circle. <laughs> I did. You drew an oval. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I guess. But, um, oh, I sound like a complete idiot. <laughs> 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 I totally understand what you guys are talking about because I have supernatural movies that I love that I make exceptions for. Many of them are from the eighties. But I do. I you know You in the eighties. Shut up. Honestly. For me, if you're doing <laughs> supernatural, you either explain it all or don't explain it at all. If that makes sense, I think that's where I draw the line. But if you you halfway I feel like so, so many supernatural movies just halfway do stuff. But well, because you, it's like it, whatever they're dealing with isn't something that's easily comprehensible. So it's like, okay, they understand these little bits and pieces of it, and it's like, wait a second, they may not have actually done it right because there's this thing they didn't know about. And I don't know about you, but that I, I, I like it, but that does give me anxiety. It's like, oh, y'all about to go home, and let's just go pop up at home. <laughs> what you did? Why did you? Why did y'all do it right? Y'all should have read more. I well, I guess. But um, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to get into our two examples here, um, with being The Conjuring versus Thirteen Ghost, um, uh, as the teams are now. Well, I'll, I'll announce the teams afterwards because I don't know who's on who, honestly. But uh, we're, <laughs> we're going to take a break and then we're, we're going to be back. All right, Savannah. All right, so we're back. And so we're going to try and compare and contrast the Conjuring versus 13 Ghost. On Team Conjuring, we're going to have uh, it's three against one with uh, Sheldon, Savannah, and Zarya on 13th Ghost, actually. Team 13th Ghost. And I'm going to try my best to defend The Conjuring the best way I can. But before we get into that, I wanted to spell out some movie facts on both. So starting with The Conjuring, The Conjuring came out July 19, 2013. It's directed by James Wan, who was mostly famous for Saw, Insidious, and re- most recently Aquaman. It was written by Chad Haynes and Carrie W. Haynes. The film stars Vera Famiga, Patrick Wilson, Lily Taylor, Ron Livingston, Joey King, and Mackenzie Foy. The plot goes as this. In 1970, paranormal investigators and demonologist Lorraine, played by Vera Famiga, and Ed, played by Patrick Wilson, Warren, are summoned to the home of Carolyn, played by Lily Taylor, and Roger, played by Ron Livingston, Perrin. The parent and their five daughters have recently moved into a secluded farmhouse where a supernatural presence has made itself known. Through the manifestation of relatively benign at first events soon escalates into a horrifying fashion, especially after the Warrens discovered the house's macabre history. The budget was $20 million and the box office intake was $319.5 million. 
And uh, as pretty much everyone knows, the uh, this movie did very well at the box office and has has a very extensive and um, bittersweet franchise, in my opinion. Uh, right after The Conjuring, we have Annabelle. And then after that, they had The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, and uh, Annabelle Comes Home, and upcoming is The Conjuring 3, The Devil Made Me Do It, coming up soon. It was supposed to be coming out this year, but was delayed because of COVID-19, as everything else was. All right, so moving on to 13th Ghost. It's an older movie, but 13th Ghost came out in October 26, 2001. It is directed by Steve Beck, who is... Most mostly known for a movie that I hate with my entire soul, <laughs> Ghost Ship. You hate Ghost Ship? This guy. <laughs> that movie's ass. That I movie. like that movie. I'm so sorry, <laughs> but this movie is that awful. I remember the first time I watched it. It was like the first time I was over at MRA's house. I was like, yes. I think it was like her birthday. <laughs> And Sheldon, Sheldon was there, and Emery was so excited for us to watch this movie. And after, like, the first five minutes, it was so boring. I thought we were watching, like, a time. <laughs> but it was just so boring, and I hate this movie. <laughs> I've never forgiven her for this movie. I will, I've never watched this movie since. It is absolutely horrible. So I hate this guy. I hate that. I don't know what it is, but, like scenes not anymore but it used to be that like scenes of intense gore in um horror movies like kind of fucking like if it would be at the very beginning that would be like the only thing i'm thinking about the entire movie and so like that beginning part where everybody gets chopped in half and like yeah. all their guts are falling out and shit i'm like ooh, that was good and I then the rest that. of the movie is them going underwater discovering the ship and like just weird things are happening it's extremely boring and oh god i was so uh, mad watching. i did i did like what i did like about it was the whole like wow look at all this food it's so delicious it's maggots and it's maggots. I, I love that type of thing in supernatural stuff it's just like everything is not what it seems i i do mm-hmm. love that but that movie wasn't very good I remember I was just sitting on her couch and I was like, why is this happening? And she wouldn't tell me because no one knew what was happening. I'm like, Emma Ray, why are we still watching this movie? Nothing has happened since the beginning. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Fuck y'all with that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that movie sucked. Uh, but 13th Ghost was written by Neil Marshall Stevens, but it's story by Richard Diavito. I believe I said that right. No, the story is by Rob White. Uh, this movie is actually a remake of a 1960 movie called 13th Ghosts. Uh, the, to- the 2001 movie stars Tony Shalhoub, who is mostly known for Monk and uh, Men in Black. It's been a, a ton of other stuff, too. Uh, M. Beth Davis, uh, she was also in Army of Darkness, and she played Aunt May in Amazing Spider-Man with Andrew Garfield. She oh, got never old. Mind. <laughs> never mind. That's not the hot Aunt May. <laughs> no, that's Marissa Tomei. Uh, the film also stars Max Lindgren. <laughs> that's an exotic name. Marissa Tomei. Oh, yeah. I didn't, ex- I didn't expect that, to be honest. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> the film also stars Matthew Lillard, Shannon Elizabeth, Rod Digga, 
and F. Murray Abraham, who was mostly known for, like, Scarface and Amadeus, and J.R. Byrne from Teen Wolf. I know him from Teen Wolf. He's been other stuff. But he played, uh, he played Argent, the dad. Mm-hmm. Oh. He had, he had the best death, and he was the worst character in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was the, um, the law- lawyer dude or whatever. Yeah. The guy that told him about the will. But- but um, the plot for 13th Ghost goes as such. A state-of-the-art remake of the classic William Castle horror film about a family that inherits a spectacular old house from an eccentric uncle. There's just one problem. The house seems to have a dangerous agenda all on its own, trapped in their new home by stranging, yeah, strangely shifting walls. The family encounters powerful and vengeful entities that threaten to annihilate everyone in their path. The budget for this film was $42 million, and the box office was $68.5 million. So it did okay. Kind of not, sort of. It made its budget back, so I guess that's a success. But, um, so yeah, those are our two films. Like I said, uh, you three are on the side of 13th Ghost. I'm on the side of Conjuring for this podcast. So uh, we're going to start off with the story and characters. And work our way down. So, what do you like most about the story and the characters in Thirteen Ghost? Who wants to start? You can go ahead, Jackie. Yeah, go ahead, Jackie. When it comes to like the story and the characters in Thirteen Ghosts, I I really like how um, every character is fairly unique. My favorite is definitely the babysitter, though. <laughs> yeah, Maggie was top tier. Like, mm. she for real was just there. She really... She, she did not want to be there. <laughs> but, um... I, what I like the most about the story is just the fact that it's this whole, like... It gives you kind of... It doesn't give you too much at the very beginning, but it gives you enough to start kind of building off of what you think is going to happen. And then by the time you get to the, like, at the beginning, they already hit you with a plot twist. Like, the dude's like, I'm going to collect my money, and I'm out of here. I'm in on everything. They're screwed, and I don't care. And that's just awesome. <laughs> like, I love that. And then, of course, he gets what he deserves. Um, then at the same time, you know, you got the plot twist later on with the brother still being alive and the wife being one of the 13 ghosts. It's just, I don't know. it. All the plot twists, it kind of... It's like it feels as though the story steers you in one direction over and over again. And right when you think you have it and you understand exactly what's going on, it flips the script on you. And it starts to make you really question if uh, what you're thinking is actually what's going on. And that's really fun. Um, what I liked about 13 Ghosts and the characters, and yeah, definitely Maggie, like Chelsea said, Maggie was my favorite because she's like, that most logical character that you wish every character was in every horror film, yeah. but turns out ev- like every character is the complete opposite of Maggie, which is what irritates me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Nobody yes. ever, nobody's oh. ever logical. Um, but I also <laughs> did like Dennis. Like he was kind of like he was sly at first, but I ended up like really liking him at the end. Like he kind of became wholesome. Um. 
I did like in the beginning where it was like really confusing in the beginning because you're like, what the fuck is going on? And you don't really know much about like them capturing ghosts in the beginning. Like it didn't, it wasn't clear, but it was one of those situations where like it gives you that little bit, but that little clue in the beginning and then the movie goes on and then you take from that clue to figure out stuff along the way. Like that's what I like about 13 Ghosts. It's constantly keeping your mind like, figuring shit out um but i also like love the plots of the ghosts in that film um that's like like one of the best parts about the film is just the ghosts and what each one of them represent and do and when they get into like the details and when you're actually like seeing them like that's when the whole like thrill comes in because these fucking ghosts they're not like paranormal activity with the sheet no, they're like <laughs> fucking demons. Like they're real shit. They're they're scary, and I just love loved how they portrayed the ghost as something serious and not like oh, like just a frilly little ghost. Like no, they're real shit. Like they'll fuck you up. They'll kill you. Interesting. You should say that. Uh, my rebuttal mainly for Savannah. <laughs> uh. After watching it, I can see why. I think I thought the characters were entertaining. Definitely, Maggie is like the best character. She was hilarious. Uh, Matthew Lillard for me, he didn't feel like he was Matthew Lillard. He was like normally he's pretty over the top. To me, he seemed like he was very toned down. And everybody else to me was just kind of just there, like they were just kind of bland. Uh, but as far as like the character and story about 13th Ghost, I think the concept is great. You know, one, you're... Thir- I didn't know nothing about the 13th Ghost other than that it may or may not be some kind of, like, mythological, like, story or whatever passed down from generations and centuries. Uh, my other recollection of that is the cartoon Scooby-Doo and the 13th Ghost, where they had to catch <laughs> They opened the box, yeah. 13th Ghost came out, and they all had to catch them for, like, five seasons. It's also... <laughs> It's also where Scrappy-Doo was introduced, but uh, other than that, Hutch, so I I like the concept of a, not only is there a house inherited to a family and that there are ghosts in the house that were locked up and somehow unearthed, but then, you know, the fact that they all, that there's there's, there, there's this plot going on, I do find that interesting but it just wasn't enough for me. Well, as if I go over to something like The Conjuring, where you are dealing, you know, that first movie, you're, you're dealing with primarily one evil spirit, one or two, so there's not 13 of them. But, you know, the Warrens are paranormal investigators, so, so you, they have tons of stuff in that little closet of theirs or room. So, <laughs> but if we're focusing on just that one movie, I feel like, where they were able to take, they were able to form not too strong of a story, but I think the characters really help The Conjuring and the fact that you do kind of feel for them. They're much softer. You Right away, you understand the love for uh, that Ed and Lorraine have for each other. Also that there's doubt in their faith in each other. So the whole movie is them going on that journey. And then you also have this family, you know, typical horror movie family. They're all happy until stuff goes down. And they're kind of just there to be attacked. But 
I will say that the characters in 13th Ghost felt more, while they felt more active, I just necessarily didn't care for eating any of them. And which is why I would have to side with the Conjuring more because no matter no matter how little they really impact the story, I feel like the characters help the movie by uh, having the audience form some type of relationship for them. Thirteen Ghosts tries with the whole dead mom subplot, but when I found out it was only six months ago, I was like, oh, so this just happened and everything's just moving way too quickly. And... You know, later on, it's revealed that, yeah, the, the, the uncle is still alive. I didn't like that because I thought he was dead. I thought he was the 13th ghost. And I was like, no, wait, dead mom for 13th ghost. And I realized, oh, it's the slubby guy that's the 13th ghost. And I was, I felt very disappointed by it. Uh, no, I mean, the whole, the, the whole point of that was it was to trick you into, like, he was trying to get all the ghosts and, like, inherit the house, like. It yeah, like, I, I, oh, I like that. The the whole reason he's still alive too is because um, the whole point of getting all the thirteen ghosts together is so that um, can open the eye of hell. Yeah, open the that eye of uh, hell or whatever. I forget what it's called, but it opens that gateway to hell so that then he can get the that demonic artifact that will allow him to see the future and stuff like that. So yeah, it makes sense that it. it makes sense that he would still be alive because for him to actually benefit from his plan, which his whole plan was getting them there, like for him to benefit from it, he would have to be alive, or else why would he put them all through that? Yeah, but okay, it makes sense. Like I understand <laughs> the story. <laughs> I understood what was happening. I didn't necessarily call the twist because I thought he was like already which dead. One? See, that's the thing. There's like, which, which twist? There's like three. For me, like, uh, as far as story goes, there's way too much that happens before there's, again, like, not enough is explained until there's too much explained. Like, we go through the whole movie. Not the whole. We go through about an hour of the movie of things happening. And so I'm thinking, all right, they just need to, the basic story, they just, they just need to get out of the house or they just need to get these goes back into their thing but then like girl from the beginning of the movie shows up and then we stop halfway we stop and the is i look at the time it's directly an hour where she plops the book on the table and it's like all right so this is this ghost and this is this ghost and this is this ghost oh and that's that ghost and then we go through the whole list and they're like and there might be a 13th ghost pause look at the camera and then they continue. I'm like, so we waited a whole hour for them to tell us what's actually happening here. Like to me, that just seems like poor plotting and poor and poor story point. Like we should have known that about at the beginning of the second half of the movie, not at the end of the second half of the movie, going into the third half of the movie. I don't know. Again, if I go back to the characters, the only one that I actually kind of enjoyed was Maggie. Uh, the little kid and his lisp got on my nerves. The daughter did nothing but be attacked. The dad seemed very yes. clueless. <laughs> And, you know, I don't want to, like, again, I don't necessarily hate this movie, but if I compare it to something like The Conjuring, I feel like the plotting in the story is done better there because, again, I don't think the story for The Conjuring is better in concept, but it is, it is presented better because you have the time to slow down and really understand these characters before we head into the actual plot being your typical possession exorcism 
be done with it type story. So what I'm really saying is that I think the concept for 13th Ghost is a great one, but I don't think it's pulled off very well. And I, I don't think the characters help at all. While The Conjuring, while having a poor basic story, it is elevated because the characters carry it on an emotional level towards, for the audience, if that makes sense. I've wasted enough time. <laughs> Jeez, it, no, it, it, it makes sense. No, it, it makes, I get what you're saying. It's just, I don't know, like, like I don't know, when you, app, when you broke it down, like, The Conjuring is point A, point B, yes. point C. It's like, backstory, shit happened, shit's fixed. Yes. So, it's, so, like, it, it has room to, like, have, like, not saying that the, that 13 Ghosts does not have room to fine-tune, but it, with a cut-dry thing like that, it's very easy, like, you can get the, fi- you can fine-tune. It's easier to understand. So, yeah, that's, I was just trying to, I was clearing up with you, what you said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm saying, like, it, it, it's, it's much easier to understand. While, like you guys were saying, you guys had fun with the fact that 13 Ghosts had all these twists, and it was, like, but for me, if I, it, it felt like I was just coasting with the movie. You know, again, they gave they gave ex- it felt like excuses rather than like elements to help the plot. Like, you know, you have this family, they go through this whole montage, dead mom. All right, got it. So that's the driving force behind this entire family. And then inherit a house. Okay, so we have a dead uncle. What are the for me, what is the correlation between the two? As I saw in the prologue, Dead Uncle is doing something nefarious. So I'm thinking he's out of the movie, and Matthew Lillard is there to kind of either finish or just rob whatever's left. And then, again, for me, it's like we have a whole bunch of people in one house. There's a bunch of ghosts. People are going to die. And for a while, it, it feels like that. Then it goes into this, like, shining-type level with the kid uh, I did love uh, whenever he was on his scooter, and it's because the way he was riding through those little hallways, I was like, oh, I remember when I had a scooter. Like That's what I liked about it. <laughs> and then, you know, the, the way that they frame the shot is exactly how Danny is uh, in The Shining when he's riding on his tricycle. It follows him from behind, but very closely, but then it backs away when he turns, and I like that part of it. But if we're breaking down story and characters, I just think The Conjuring has a much stronger hold on it while 13 ghosts really is about and this happens and hope you're having fun with this but i have fun with it i know it works for you guys it worked for me <laughs> so I, I, I big mystery yeah do you want to have fun or do you want to understand what's happening you might not understand that what's happening as you're going through it but as soon as you get to the end everything kind of hits you like okay mm-hmm. so that's why this happened this is happening because of that that's why this character did that thing and i think that the plot twists definitely do a, a very good job of um allowing characters to perform functions to move the story along but at the same time make whatever thing they're doing to move the story along make sense i'll take that i'll take that um we don't have a mediator to decide who had the better arguments. We're going to leave it to the audience. <laughs> if you're listening to this, feel free to message any of us, or message me, or message the podcast, who had the better argument. Okay, let's 
move on into visual and entertainment. Here's what I'm going to say about The Conjuring as far as visuals and entertainment goes. I think the strongest thing that The Conjuring has, like I said, it, it doesn't necessarily have strong story. It's pretty basic. They don't really do anything with it uh, other than the fact that the ghost was a witch that worshiped Satan. Uh, but and the characters, while you do relate to them and they're, you know, you're able to empathize more with them, uh, I think the strongest thing about The Conjuring and really any James Wan horror movie is that there's a very strong aesthetic and atmosphere. And this probably goes directly into preference, but, you know, the, the movie takes place in the 70s. So they really take on that 70s, dirty, uh, haunted house feeling. Uh, it's very slow. Uh, it's, you know, it's very uh, detailed and, and tempered. Uh, as far as camera goes, as far as the set design, everything is very old-fashioned in that way. And, you know, that that definitely plays towards uh, my entertainment value of a, of a movie like that. I definitely like the the atmosphere and mood. It adds to the, the scariness of it. Uh, that whole aesthetic is just... I feel like every ever since The Conjuring, every movie has been trying to do that. That's been horror. In their own little way, they've been really trying to, like reconfigure that 70s uh style that was like popular with like um amityville or the shining most of it is the shining but uh that's what i think that that's what the conjuring has that's the strongest on while 13th ghost is very of its time 2001 they're very much using that flash photography type cinematic uh aesthetic where it's very gothic but it's like new gothic uh you know everything is very clear and transparent and steel but they're also showing like different you know the thing about a glass house that's actually really cool is that you can do a lot of things with it camera wise and i think they really did some uh, cool things in there with like reflections and how the um the ghost would appear and then not appear on the size of the walls and everything but uh i feel like that whole aesthetic for me, I hate it because it's that whole like it's it's like goth, but not totally goth. It's like mm-hmm. uh, steampunk. Yeah, it's, it's like very steampunk. steampunk. And I I don't necessarily like steampunk that much. Oh, so I love steampunk. All the gears shifting Ooh. around and you know, like you know, just it feels like all the stuff written on the walls is very distracting to me. And Kidding me, it's fucking they awesome. They were cells. <laughs> they were cells. Yeah, to keep the ghosts in. It's so cool. I know, but they were spelled. You needed that information. Yeah. I guess. My my main point is that the visual of it, for me personally, just didn't take. Because, again, I'm, you know, I like the 70s style where everything's very slow. And, you, you know, in The Conjuring, when they introduce Annabelle in her case, you get, like, this long shot of just looking at Annabelle in her case. And I, I forget how long it is, but it's, 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 uh... You know, it works. It, you know, it, it gives you that creepy feeling. While you go to something like 13th Ghost and you have the scene where um, Matthew Lillard, the psychic, is walking down the hallway and, you know, he touches things or and he's like getting flashes of like the ghost and everything. I don't know. Is that supposed to be like scary or like to me that was like very weird and annoying. And again, it plays into the whole like, you know, in the 90s, it was all about being like hardcore and gothic and I don't know that it just didn't work for me. 
I didn't I didn't think it was effective. I didn't think it was scary. But what do you guys think? I I don't think that it was mainly for fear. I think it was more to push because a lot of what his psychic abilities did was show that things were about to happen and give him foresight into that. And I think that it did a good job at doing that. Like when, when he ever had a vision, it wasn't that it um, was supposed to be scary. It was supposed to like make you tense because it's like, uh oh, whenever he has a vision, that means something supernatural is going to happen. It also helped us learn a little bit about what's going on because, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of his visions gave us insight on what's going on, too. And we kind of learned with him whenever it would happen. That's my question. Shouldn't he have already known? But yeah, the the brother didn't tell him everything. It's clear. Like he was, he double crossed literally everyone. So it's obvious that he kept a lot of the information to himself. Uh, Savannah, Zarya. Uh, I liked the visuals. Uh, I liked how they had the ha- The house was ugly. I'm gonna say that. But <laughs> I liked the way that it was like <laughs> set up inside. Like. You didn't like how the spells and glass was, but I really enjoyed that because, you know, it kind of added a little bit like a razzle-dazzle because, like, without the spells and the gears and shit, it would just be a glass house with ghosts you can't even see. And it kind of added that, like, when the spells would, like, glow and then you'd have the glasses on, you'd be able to see the ghosts, and it just helped out visually. Like, it, it just looked better. Um... Versus, like, if you just looked at a plain piece of glass, it's just a glass house with nothing in it. Um, but what else do I like about it? I don't know. I like the... I, I'm not really, like, a visual... Like, I can't really think of anything visual about the movie that I can, like, argue about other than, like, the glass and how everything was, like, set up in the, the end with the... Um, what was that thing called that he had to like sacrifice himself for those children were in? Man, yeah. I don't know. It was just like a big like um uh, like orbiting steel thing. Rings that are like yeah. will cut you in They're half. Like yeah, like I just liked how everything in that movie was so like dangerous and didn't know what the fuck it was. Like everything in that movie was a mystery. Like you didn't want to touch nothing. You didn't want to like go nowhere. You want to touch it? You know what the fuck was going on? And that's what I liked about the movie. Like that's the kind of visuals I like think about when I think about the movie. Everything was just a mystery, and that is all. Sorry. Um, I didn't know she was done. I didn't want to like talk over I, her. She had like something like she had like a tail on sentence. I was like, I'm just like, wait, I'm gonna count to five. But um, not count to five. <laughs> so okay, so for the first time, because I've seen I've seen Thirteen Ghosts. Uh, multiple times. So the first time I saw it, I was really young, and this movie was the reason why I hated glass houses. I was, t- I was like, no, you cannot get me to go in a glass house, period, at mm-hmm. all. But then as I like got older and I saw it again, what kept me watching it was just like, the, like this, like yeah, like the things about the spells and whatnot, and like it, it was just like some individual. It just kept me looking at the screen. Whereas like with the Conjuring, like I could be on my phone a couple times and then look up, and it's still they're still in, like and they're still doing like the same thing or whatever. To me, it, it felt like that. Um, but for me, visually, like a movie has to make me not touch my phone and. Visually, 
13 Ghosts did that more than The Conjuring ever did. So, so yeah. That's interesting. When you brought that up, I was I had to think about the both both of their visual styles. And again, it's mm-hmm. about preference. Man, Thirteenth Ghost is all in your face with everything. And like I need Spanish, it to be all in my face. Really? Okay, because for me, that's that's a turn off. If you if you're like putting everything like in front of me, literally, like there's literally flashes of like flash, big tits, flash, hammer, hammerhead guy, flash, uh, this guy's in a box. And then it's like, oh, this is too much. It's, it's, it very much overwhelmed me. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not scared. I just don't understand why you're showing me this in like, in like every 20 minutes. But then, you know, the reason I think I'm, I love most about The Conjuring and its franchise is that they do have those scenes where it's like dark room and you have to really pay it. Like there's a scene in the first one where uh, I believe it may be towards the beginning or maybe towards the end. There, I know there's a scene either in the first one or the second one where, you know, Vera Farmiga's character is standing and she's looking around the room and you really have to be paying attention to the background because that's usually where they like hide stuff. And like, I know I, what James Wan does in the context that you really, he like slows everything down, especially when you're, getting to the uh, the scary parts maybe it's the jump scare or maybe it's just a false scare and sometimes they work lately in the recent movies they haven't for me but and then i know in that first one whenever they like slow down and you really have to like pan with them and look and you have to like pay attention to the background because that's exactly where whatever ghost or monster is going to pop out at to me that's more appealing just it's like looking at a painting and then just noticing something just off like that's more effective to me rather than having, you know, you know, the scene in Thirteenth Ghost where they're all running and they're switching off between the glasses, and you know, every time someone puts the glasses on, it's like every second or third time, boom, flash of a ghost and they're running. Like to me, that they just did it way too many times for me to really be interested. But Daddy, I do. They <laughs> you on your toes. You can't fucking take a turn in the no, 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 no. You keep a like, new ghost trying to kill you. Yeah. It's scary. No, it's not. Like you keep me yes, on my toes. Is. You keep that me on my toes scary. when you have something hiding behind something in the background, and it gets you at an unopportune moment. Not like directly showing me what's like, you know, take off glasses directly in front of you. Okay, run. Like that. That's how I think when it comes to these type of things. Like, that's you why know, I'm gonna run straight into a motherfucking Jacqueline and like, tear your ass up. Like that, was my, that was my question, though. I didn't write it in my that notes. Like, was was the movie supposed to be in 3D? Because they're like, they're no. shifting off between these glasses. The only time it worked for me was when um, Matthew Lillard and uh, is it Matthew Lillard and Maggie? Uh, I forgot his name, but like Matthew Lillard and Maggie, they're like switching off between the glasses, and uh, he she he puts them on, and he's like, run this way. She's like. What? He's like, she's telling her to run that way. She's like, there's a ghost behind you. She's like, I don't know. I don't have the glasses. He's like, that's why I'm telling you to run that way. And then she runs and gets saved. I forgot how the scene really goes. But like, that's how, that's like the one time it worked for me. Other than that, you just got like, you got like what, five people running in different hallways, shifting between glasses. Like, why did you need the glasses in the first place? Why couldn't the joke, why couldn't the joke show up? One, the glasses were specifically designed to see the ghosts that's why they need the glasses and of course nobody knows where the ghosts are the rooms are shifting constantly so you have no idea where you're safe and Mm -hmm. um 
I understand the fact that, that it's all trying to kill you. Also, fun fact: the original Thirteen Ghosts was uh, it was pretty much like ghosts haunting this family, and pretty much the reason why um, the, the the glasses play a role in this movie is because in the original Thirteen Ghosts in the theater. The director did something special with the film, and the way it worked was you could choose to wear sp- special glasses to see the ghosts as they're doing things in the movie, or you could not wear it if you didn't want to see the ghosts. So they took that kind of interesting little 3D type thing that the director did, which it wasn't 3D, it was more just like you it's can kind see of like the ghosts. Special. Okay, yeah, yeah that's, special effects. That's but clever. That's why, that's why the glasses are actually in this movie. That's that's and, clever. I would have written out whole, of it. <laughs> the ahead. whole process, the whole thing was like, oh, they're inheriting a house that they're gonna live in. Okay, well, they're gonna put the glasses aspect in there because if you don't, if you can see the ghost without fucking glasses, then you're not gonna buy the damn house because you're gonna see all these thirteen ghosts running around trying to kill you. Like, it had to add that that glasses thing in there because then it it wouldn't have been like, I mean, realistic. Like, but we have all these other supernatural ghost movies in particular where we don't need anything special to see them. I mean, like, I feel like you could have written the glasses out of it and the movie could have played the same and possibly been more effective. The thing is, the glasses weren't specifically... It's not a viewer thing, it's a them thing. Yeah, but I think... It's the whole concept of, like... Like, let's say if if we take in real life, we can't see ghosts there's huge debates about whether ghosts are even real because of the fact that we can't see them. Mm-hmm. So taking that realistic aspect into account, it makes sense that they would have to use something specific to see ghosts. I guess. I don't know. That whole, to me, it felt like a plot device. Like I understand the function of it, but as like for the story, like I understand it, it helps. At, and I guess it, it deserves its points because it helps really identify and gain a specific visual style like i said i just don't agree with that style i think subtlety would have been much better i don't think you again i think you could have written out the glasses and have the same movie and like i said with the conjuring you know most of the time uh, that one you don't really see the ghost in there most time you're dealing with possessions so you don't necessarily see the ghost or demon but it's again like you have like subtlety and it blends in rather than you know ba bam ba bam ba bam. But I think it added more fear. Like you got fear. Seeing I think the ghost Yeah, I think so too. I felt like someone could have had a seizure. No, no. <laughs> it added fear because you're there's so many different like kinds of ghosts. But they're all extremely fucking terrifying and or creepy. So it gives you when you when you run down the hall and then you run into like the fucking naked princess with the perfect tits. Like it's like whoa. And then you turn, which she's chasing with a knife too. And then you turn around and you've got this fucking built ass dude with nails in his fucking head. And then you turn to your right and then you got the fucking jack o' lantern whatever the fuck that thing was, just ripping your skin, like, you, that adds fear because you're like, you're, as you go down the line of the ghosts, it feels like each ghost you run into gets more and more and more terrifying. Well, at least that how, that's how it felt with me. Like, yeah. it's like the movie started off with like, 
ghosts that were like, all right, like, okay, this here's a naked lady, not really scared of her. And then you got this fucking fat ass baby with this little ass mom. It's like, okay, well, that's creepy. And then it's like, okay, here's a fucking jack-o'-lantern crazy as shit. Like, it just gets worse and worse and worse. And that I think that's the fear that, like, builds up on the ghosts. Like, you wouldn't have been able to got that fear if you wasn't able to see them. It would have just been like, all right, well, this person just got thrown up in the air by God knows what. But if you see it, it's like, holy shit, it's different. Yeah. I mean, inherently, visually, they're terrifying and gross to look at. I'm going to say, I feel like if the movie wasn't so bright, like, you know, it's a glass house, but there are lights everywhere, it could have, you could have probably photographed them better to make them scarier. But, uh, you know, the way that they looked, I wasn't, I don't, I'm not necessarily scared of how they look. Uh, I think it's more about what they do that I would go close to saying that's scary. Other than that, it just didn't fully take to me. Did you see the jackal? It looked like the fucking exorcist in a yeah. cage. Yeah, but like, it, yeah. I mean, I saw it, but <laughs> seeing didn't scare me. Like, I don't know. It just. But it, fucking slashers do. I don't understand you all. Well, yeah, you got, you know, if you, if you want to compare that, like, you have someone like Michael Myers, but you don't even know what he looks like under that mask, but he keeps it on and he just keeps a stabbing. Like, you know, I never really found Freddy Krueger's physical appearance scary. What he does is scary. I, I did, I will say as a kid growing up, I definitely found Chucky and his physical appearance scary because the whole concept of that he's becoming more human as he goes on throughout the movie, you have this like miniature man doll thing, mutant growing. But that, you know, I was like, I, that was way before I was into anything type of horror, but that, that was scared. That's what scared me. But nowadays it's like, you know, I look at Chuck and it's like, mm, it's freaky looking. I don't know, visuals, I mean, everybody's different, fear is different in everybody's eyes, if I see something that's fucking scary looking, it's gonna scare me, which is, you know, why I'm a terrified of sharks, because they're fucking terrifying looking, does it make sense to be afraid of sharks, no, but look at their fucking face, are you kidding me, <laughs> shark fucking run up on you, you're not gonna be scared of that, it's just, a man can run up on me, but if a fucking shark runs up on me, oh my god. It's I'll be scared too, because sharks are not supposed to run. The <laughs> <laughs> shark's not supposed to run. I, I like how unique all the ghosts were in the fact that they like the story gave them a reason to look unique. That's uh, I Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like their appearance of like it was like like their appearance, like was unique to how they died, or the reason why they're di- are they like they're dead. Like that's what I really like. Was like mm-hmm. each little backstory of the little mm-hmm. of, not the little ghost, but like the, of the ghost. And I actually did like the writing and stuff on the walls, just cause like um, it gave that sense of like manic, like mad scientist. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it like. When you think about it, it was, like, the more you, you look at the house when they first go in, it's like, you know, the beginning, you think he's the good guy. It's like, we're working to capture these ghosts. It's like, okay, so he's a ghost hunter. 
all right, cool. Mm-hmm. And then you go into the house, it's like, oh, that, that, he was fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, I never found mad scientists anything scary. What surpri- not surprises me, but like, I don't know. It's, that's just seemed like it would be up your alley. I don't know why. Mad scientists? Nah. I, I don't know. I don't know. You just feel like you get a kick out of them. I don't know. Or that you would. Nah, not really. All right, so let's just kind of wrap it up here with, you know, just kind of like uh, basic rec- recommend or not recommends. I think it's pretty obvious, but I just want to like give everybody a final statement before we leave. So uh, if you want to, who wants to start with 13th Ghost, give your like final recommendation statement. Yeah, I definitely recommend it. Like it was, I consider it a classic. I don't think Walter does because me and him had this conversation before, but I consider whatever like was in my childhood a classic. And that was that really like, I've seen it when I was like, I don't know seven eight or whatever um it's really good like it's the ghosts like i said on repetitive they're creepy this story is really good it's really interesting it keeps your like mind going because you don't really know what's going on you're constantly trying to figure stuff out yeah i like it i definitely recommend it all right i mean i recommend i recommend it too um uh like it keeps you engaged like because like like, like I said, like, earlier, that I like to be, like, one step ahead, of the, like, not not like a step ahead of the movie, but, like, I like to put two and two together as the movie goes on, and 13th Ghost did that for me. Uh, and then I liked each individual ghost, too, because, like, they, cause like, they all died at different points, and they all had, like, different stories as to why they died, reasons, and this, that, and the other. Um... I like the plot. Like I just, all in all, I just like it. Uh, to me, per to like me personally, to my own definition of a classic, it it it's to, it is to me. Um. But yeah, I would recommend it. All right, Sheldon. Yeah, I, I definitely, <clears throat> I definitely recommend it. It's it's very unique. It has a lot to. Like if if you're looking for something that has a good amount to it and is interesting, it's definitely a good way to go. All right. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Me personally, uh, I had to really think about this earlier because I saw 13 Ghosts Today and I've seen it conjuring enough times. Um, I don't, I, I, I'm not necessarily a fan of the conjuring. It's, I was on board when it first came out, but it, it's, its value definitely like decreased as the franchise went on and they just did so many terrible things and it became such a machine and such a formula that I, I absolutely hate it. But uh, when it, when I was comparing that first movie to 13th ghost, like I said, th- 13th ghost is just a lot of aesthetic and visual style and uh, construction that I just don't necessarily agree with I'm, I'm not attracted to that kind of like display of horror i think the concept like i said it's it's a great concept i feel like the movie could be remade again today uh in a much more subtler fashion maybe something closer to how the original 60s version was i don't know i haven't, I haven't seen it but you know i while that 
you know, while this this <laughs> the main question for me that I had to deal with was that do I want to recommend something for aesthetic or do I want to recommend something based on concept? And while I always tell people I'm story first and you know concept can take you a long way, you know, I also think when you're dealing with horror, especially in the supernatural uh, subgenre and paranormal subgenres, you need a you need a distinct and uh, a very distinct atmosphere and aesthetic in order for that movie to work either on a serious level or a comedic level or any type of level. You need to establish that. And I think The Conjuring, you know, being what it was, uh, I don't necessarily, I, I'll say this, despite how I feel about the movie and the franchise as a whole, I think the, the aesthetic and the way it is presented is will always be eye-catching and will always keep me and keep people, people going. Uh, I'm going to just say it like this. Uh, like I said, the thir- 13th Ghost, do I think it's a classic? No, because it is a... And I'm, again, I'm trying to take out my bias because I don't, I don't generally like anything from the early, late 90s or early 90s from the early... I remember you saying that before. Yeah, like it's just not my aesthetic. But 13th Ghost to me, I get its appeal, but it's... I don't think it's a classic because it doesn't necessarily do anything. I don't think it necessarily accomplished anything. Like, I had a problem with the ending of the movie because it kind of just ends with the spirits walking out of the house and family hugging each other. Like, there's no conclusion to that. But, you know, you have something like The Conjuring where, again, the characters uh-huh. and your empathy for those okay. characters definitely affect the way you feel about the movie along with that, with a very, you know, reinventive aesthetic so with that being said, I had to kind of just be like, you know, if someone, I had to put myself in a scenario in order to like, do, which, which do I recommend? Do I, you know, if someone came to me and said, uh, what's a ghost movie or what's a supernatural movie that I should watch? I had to say that, you know, 13th Ghost will probably never pop up in my mind ever again. You know, <laughs> and it'll take me a minute. It'll take me a while to get to The Conjuring and be like, oh yeah, that, that, that exists. So I'm going to say, uh, while personally, uh, I'm I don't recommend. I don't think Thirteen Ghosts is anything special. I, I don't I don't hate it. I don't like it either. I just think it's a fine movie, but it's not a very recommendable movie. While The Conjuring, it's I have problems with it. I think a lot of people have problems with it, but it's recommendable by like a slim chance. King. Yeah. Uh, so that's that's what that's what I'm gonna leave it as. So um, this was a nice little experiment, guys. Uh, we'll probably won't ever do this again <laughs> because this is just we're gonna go back to our our older. We'll we'll I'll bring this back to see if I can perfect it. Other than that, we won't ever purposely do anything like this again. Um, I was going to go into like our future schedule and everything um but i'm gonna save that for our stephen king episode which is after this so for right now i'm gonna just now i now i know that it's after this one yeah all right we're gonna do a stephen king bonus episode after this and you know that's when i'll be able to get into the future uh schedule so for right now
uh, thank you guys for joining me tonight. This no was problem. very entertaining, I feel. Thank you for listening to the Murder Board podcast on this episode of Civil Trials. For more of the Murder Board podcast, you can find us on Instagram at Murderboard underscore pod, Twitter at Murderboard the. There you can ask questions and leave comments or whatever. Uh, feel free to request what you would like to hear uh, us talk about in the future. Uh, please don't forget to share the podcast with friends and family. Uh, you can find us on most of your favorite podcast networks, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and right here on the Anchor Podcast. Uh, new episodes on Fridays and Sundays, and we will catch you again on the murder board. So, bye, everybody. Bye. bye. Can we just go back to the whole like sea bear thing. That's <laughs> <laughs> so fucking good. You, you would like, that was, if they come to like your town, then you go somewhere else and be able to like leave. If you want to scare, if you want to scare people, if that if that is the goal, or if if horror is the goal, we want whatever unstoppable thing to come to them rather than them discovering it, because I feel like if they discover it, then they have a way out. But if they come oh. to the town and invade their like comfortable spot, their home, yeah, okay. they don't necessarily have a way out other than dropping everything and moving away. And not a lot of people are comfortable with that, especially if a big family. But, you know. Mommy, yeah, that's, that's a lot of things. That's why a lot of stuff like that does the thing where they go out, they think they escaped, and they brought it home with them. Or they'll escape like in the middle, and then it turns out that they brought it with them, and they got to deal with it there now.